Hey guys, good morning. What a beautiful morning it is, and uh, just one of those days that I love to get up early. I generally do, and you know, when you're up before even the dawning of the first light and it's pitch black, and then you see the sunrise and it's cool and it's beautiful, and you're just reminded. I'm reminded on these days, uh, as I am on most mornings, this is just of the hope and the promise and the, the expectancy that each day holds. And um, even, even in these days where it feels like the movie Groundhog Day, where every day is like the last and you kind of can lose track of days, um, you know, and we just don't know what each day holds. We don't know if this, is this the day that there's going to be a break in uh, our coronavirus winter and we're going to, or is it six more weeks? You know, we, we just don't know. But I'm reminded on these mornings, as I am on almost every morning, that the mercies of God are new every morning. His, his faithfulness is uh, great. It's unbreakable. He's, he's a promise keeper. And I'm just praying this morning that that, whoever might be out there that's listening to this, uh, it's just a joy for me to be able to bring an encouraging word. And my prayer this morning is is that you would be encouraged on the dawning of each day and on this day of the God of hope and expectancy and promise and that he would fill and even flood your life um, no matter how you're feeling today, if you're under the weather uh, or if you're just down a bit, or if you're discouraged, or if you're feeling lonely, or you know, if you're full of joy, wherever you may be, I just I pray that the, the just the spirit of God would would flood your life, and that you would uh, walk by the spirit today, and that's in fact the the our topic. And so let me get to this in Galatians five verses sixteen to eighteen. Paul says. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So Paul is um, laying out this this life now. He's kind of go, he's starting to delve into what does this life in Christ look like, um, and he gives us this this phrase, walking by the Spirit. Um, I love the, this way of describing our journey with Jesus, our life in Christ as a walk by the Spirit. You know, Jesus promised the, the, the internal empowerment of the Holy Spirit as our counselor, as our guide, as our comforter. And Paul is saying that, you know, that our, our fuel, our direction, our, our whole influence is, if we will allow it, is to is the Holy Spirit that we could be born of the Spirit, as Jesus says, we could be sealed by the Spirit, and then we can be filled, you know, by the Spirit, so that we are under the influence uh, of God's very Spirit, and that the decisions that we make and the way that we would go about a day is not in uh, under the influence of the flesh. We're not gratifying or making decisions that are simply to satisfy our fleshly desire, but we are walking by the Spirit. And, you know, it's, please don't view that as a, as a tightrope, you know, that you have to walk this tightrope and this balancing act. And if you deviate or even 
lean one way or the other, you're going to fall into the abyss. Um, that's not that. That's really the law. Um, the law says if you break one, you're guilty of breaking all of them. And so, you know, walking by the spirit is is less like a tightrope, and it's more like being in a a mighty raging river. Questions on are you on it? It's are you in it? And, um, you know, I think Paul is making an analogy here that doesn't require a whole lot of explanation. We get it. We get the influences in our life, and he's boiling it down to just two simple things. We can be influenced by the power and the beauty of this dawning of this new day and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, or we can be we can be guided and influenced throughout the day by the desires of the flesh. And he's saying, you know, stick to the side of the path that is led by the spirit. Uh, when he uses the word flesh in this, he's using a Greek word, sarks. And um, I'll just read what one commentator says, because I, I looked this up. I remembered this definition or, or this commentator's take on it. I loved it. So I'll just read it to you. It's, he says, when Paul speaks of sarks, he means all that man is and is capable of as a sinful human being, apart from the unmerited intervention of God's spirit in his life. It came to mean man as a fallen being whose desires even at best originate from sin and are stained by it. Thus, sarks came to mean all the evil that man is and is capable of apart from the intervention of God's grace in his life. I like that that explanation a lot that when Paul says, you know, the spirit versus the flesh, he's talking of, not just talking about like, you know, um, you know, I think we can we can make it almost like a uh, you know, something really really uh unimportant, you know, like um I don't know, you know, did I did I use a did I not use the best word I could have used when I responded to Carol when she asked me a question? And I could have done better there. I think that's kind of the the legalist side or something like that. I think the point Paul's making here is to say, guys, we know what it looks like when we are when we're when we're led by the the flesh, and and it's a he's essentially unpacking for us a bit of what the warfare looks like, that if we come to walk in the spirit, that it's, you know, there, there are moment by moment decisions to make, uh, that we can, we can get it right. We can walk by the spirit and be influenced by the spirit. And, you know, again, I, i I overuse this analogy, but I always think of, you know, driving. Uh, it's not just because it's my thing. I think it's everybody's, you know, and the way in which somebody cuts us off in traffic and we make a decision, you know, okay, you know what, just let them in. I'm not in a hurry. And, and then we feel really good about ourselves and then somebody else does it. And we like, you know, let them in. And then finally, by the time the fourth person's done, has cut us off. Now we're laying on the horn and we, we maybe give them, you know, a certain expression with a certain one of our fingers or something like that. And then we found that in a five minute span, we've gone from walking by the spirit to being completely governed by the flesh. And so, um, you know, I think the point that Paul is making here, with, particularly with regards to the law, is that the, the, the power of the Spirit inside of us influencing, influencing us is always going to be greater than the power of any external influence, even if it's a positive influence. I mean, imagine, imagine that there is a, a, you know, a, a city mandate to stay inside our houses. Ha ha. Um, and the way that the city chose to enforce that is it just put up a bunch of you know, posters on, the, on telephone poles around the city. That's the only thing they did. Um, they may be clear and they might have, no matter how many posters they put up to make, so everybody knows about it, that's not going to enforce that in the same way as, 
you know, if they put some police out on the street corners, or even better, if there was some sort of uh, personal uh, police officer that walked with me and said, hey, you know, Jeff, you're not really supposed to be doing what you're doing right now. And the promise uh, of Jesus is that the coming of the Spirit in our lives, if we would be born of the Spirit, is that, is that the Holy Spirit will, as we allow Him, grow in influence and so that as I give him more and more access to my life, I become more and more under his influence. I, I walk more and more by the Spirit. So, um, gosh, it's eight and a half minutes. Sorry, guys, I didn't realize that. Um, I hope this is uh, an encouragement to you today that, uh, that the Spirit of God, uh, that God's desire is for his very Spirit to be your guide, to be your guard, and to that you would walk by his spirit uh, in this in this day that's full of hope. And so, Jesus, we pray that you would uh, send us your spirit. Don't withhold anything from us, especially, Lord, don't withhold your spirit. And we say, come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful. We might be governed by you, that we might be led by you, that we might be uh, that we might be that we might come more and more under your influence. We ask that you would crucify the flesh, and that we uh, we love you, Jesus, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Maranatha.